hello and welcome to Second Look. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different <laughs> and taking a second look at Second Look <laughs> and at me. <laughs> so this past week on Twitter, uh, I if you follow me on Twitter you might have seen this, this past week we past one year of having Second Look on the air. And so I wanted to take this week um, to do a little bit more, I guess, introspective of an episode and to lay out some exciting things about the future. So I guess a good place to start is when I first heard about Outset. It was... August, I think, of 2014. It might have been September. But I um, reached out to Stephen initially, wanting to write for Outset. But all the while, in the back of my mind, for a long time, I'd been toying with starting a political podcast. And so, after Stephen and I had exchanged our first couple of emails, I... Um, I, I asked him, like, would you be interested in doing a podcast, or, or in hosting a podcast um, under the Outset name, and we talked about it some more, kind of settled on a format, and here we are. Um, so we launched it back last March, and it's been a really good year for me. Um I don't think it's been a really good year for American politics, but hopefully Second Look is not responsible for that. <laughs> um, I think we've put out about 40 episodes in the last year, and if you've not been listening since the very beginning, just in case you haven't, I'll give you a little refresher. When the show first started, it was a, a commentary show. Um, I was looking at current events and giving my commentary on it. And after a while, I got really discontent with that. Um, and part of the reason for that discontent was because I felt like the things I was focusing on weren't things that mattered. Um, I was talking about, you know, the latest thing I, the latest thing Donald Trump said, or it, I don't remember at what point exactly I transitioned away from it, but I remember talking about candidates as they entered the race and things they'd said and other things that were going on. And I was having a hard time, um, being happy with the episodes that I was putting out. And I was putting them out um, as well as I could while I was still in school. And and so, I mean, it was what it was. It was a commentary show. And it, depending on who you talk to, it was a good commentary show or it was a bad one. I, <laughs> I personally think it was kind of a bad one. But I, I grew a lot in that first section of doing Second Look. I got more comfortable talking to a microphone. At the time, I had to record in my closet, and so I uh, got more comfortable talking in a room by myself with very small space to sit. And, and 
I'm I'm really happy that um, I started the show the way I did. I think if I hadn't started it as a commentary show, um, long term, I would have always wondered what it would be like to have a commentary show. And at the time that I was starting this, um, I had no idea what I was going to do when I graduated from school. I knew I liked politics, and I knew I um, probably didn't want to uh, get a full-time job in my the area of my degree program, which is information science, which was a fascinating and rewarding and wonderful degree program. I just don't really have much interest in working in that industry uh, growing an important and job lots of jobs industry I'm just not interested in working there and so at at that as I was getting all this started it I I was almost thinking of it at the time as a sort of a a preemptive job application, like a way to, um, you know, maybe go get a job at a political media company. And I was thinking about interning at The Blaze and um, all sorts of things. Well, over the last year, a lot has changed, um, both in me personally and in my political, not necessarily my political opinions, but I will say political views, because I think that comprises more than just my stances on issues, which have changed. But but I think the first and, like, most important change was um, Switching from a commentary show to an issues-based show. And I don't remember exactly when I made this change, but I I talked to Stephen about it, and he was on board. And I talked to my wife about it. She was on board. I, I got tired with the just the nothingness that is so much of the political media. And I, I didn't want to report political news, which is kind of what I was doing. Um, You know, there's only so much commentary you can give. And when I started the show, I was wanting to kind of fill a niche. Um, So much of political commentary is anger-based. And um, I've never been a big fan of Mark Levin, of Sean Hannity. Uh, I've... From time to time, I've been a big fan of Glenn Beck, but on the whole, I've not been a gigantic fan of Glenn Beck. It, I, I, I've never regularly listened to talk radio because so much of it is just angry. So much of it is depressing, quite frankly. And, and I wanted to have this show and break that mold and talk about political ideas without being depressed and talk about political ideas without trying to make people angry. <laughs> and so overall, I think that an issues-based show is a much better fit for um, for this program and the vision I had for this program um, of, of 
being different. You know, I, there, there aren't many shows and blogs and things that focus on idea generation. So much of it is in response to current events. And I get that to generate ideas, you have to see current events and understand them. But I don't know, just something about it exhausts me. And it It left me feeling discontent with Second Look for a long time. But once I made the switch to an issue-based show, where each week I would be talking about one or more issues, I was a lot happier with the episodes I was putting out. I I think a few of them, especially, were significantly better than um, a lot of the others. And another thing I liked about the issues-based approach is that I realized my opinions are still changing, and they change all the time. And if you're a commentator, it's almost like you're expected to keep the same opinions forever. Um, you, You know, let's just say cable news. When they book people to come on the show... They they do so with some expectation of what they're going to say. You know, if, if you have um, an anti-war person come on your show, you're having them on to talk about how they're anti-war. If you have a, a, an anti-drug legalization person come on your show, you're probably having them on to talk about those things. The, and... And I didn't feel settled in my own political political philosophy. I, there's another word I'm looking for there that I'm not finding, but it doesn't matter, so I'll just move on. And I still, to some extent, don't feel settled. I do feel significantly more settled than I did a year ago. I do feel um, like doing second look and having to share my opinions in an arena that can be heard by anybody for like the rest of the foreseeable future um it it has changed the way i think about issues it's made me take them a lot more seriously well anyway i graduated from college in this past december december 2015 and Since then, I've been devoting a lot more time to introspection, to prayer, to Bible reading, to to try and figure my life out. Because I I graduated and I had a lot of people asking me about jobs, especially I think because I'm married. Um, It's it is more important that I have a job. Uh, But I really was torn within myself because I didn't feel right. And I was applying for jobs and things, but it didn't feel right. And also, on top of this, I was still doing Second Look, and I was happy with some of the episodes I was putting out, but I was feeling, again, just this discontent. And this time, it wasn't that I felt like the things I was talking about were worthless, but it it was something about my attitude 
um, the way I was approaching the show that was worthless. And eventually I put those two things together and I realized kind of what it was. Uh, Part of the reason I was doing Second Look, like I said before, was it was like almost a really long job interview for a media company. And I was recording episodes thinking about how I could send them to employers and make myself look good. And uh, that's a really bad attitude to have. You know, there are enough arrogant people in politics. Why in the world was I operating under the assumption that there needed to be another one? And I really don't know. I I honestly think that was my attitude from the beginning, and it probably was part of my discontent with the show the first time around, uh, with the commentary-based episodes. But I didn't realize it until I had graduated, and I was looking at this show and thinking about applying for jobs. Well, if you're not a Christian, this next part might sound a little weird, but I, after a lot of prayer, after a year of prayer, actually, um, I just in the last, like, month or two months, I've really felt God leading in my life in in a way that I hadn't ever before, except when I was pursuing Meredith to marry her, um, I, I felt like God was pushing me away from the job market, away from, I guess, a, a traditional way of living life, you know, go get a job and buy a house in the suburbs kind of a deal. And, I know this all sounds very millennial and hipster of me, but I I, I assure you it's not. Um, in fact, last summer, I was probably the most aggressive I've ever been at applying for jobs. I had an in, um, a good connection at a great company. Uh, I... I really thought I was going to work there, and my plan was, you know, I'm going to work here for three to five years, save up tons of money, and then Meredith and I can move wherever we want and um, buy a house and all that stuff. And then after this period of three to five years, then I can start off on my own ventures that I'm wanting to do. But God just kept nudging at my heart and... It all just felt empty. And I took these last few months since I've graduated from college, I took the opportunity of still having a part-time job, um, but having a lot more free time on my hands, I, I took the opportunity to reflect and to pray. And God has changed a lot about me in the last few months. And I think it's safe to say that that arrogant viewpoint I described toward this show even is kind of routed out of my personality, at at least for right now. And I'm praying it stays that way. I, I don't, I, I still want to do second look and I'm still going to do this show, 
But I don't want to do it anymore from the perspective of trying to advance myself as a good political commentator. I I want to do it from the perspective of trying to make a positive difference in politics and culture. And really, I think that's what Outset is all about. That's what Stephen is really trying to get us to do is not be like just another media network, but actually try to make a difference. And this show is a great opportunity to do that, and it's an opportunity that I have squandered for the last year. Well, to that, I say no more. I said I've been rethinking everything in my life, and I am rethinking this show. Um, I'm going to be taking a break for a few weeks. I don't know exactly how long. I don't know when I'll be back. I'm going to be trying out some new things during the break, uh, recording different formats. Um, and I'm I'm just going to... Again, take the opportunity of having some extra free time in my life right now to to try something new, try another new direction for the show. But I want to stick with covering political issues because that's what I really like to do. I like to talk about and listen to other people talk about their ideas to solve these problems that we face. So I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep doing a show on issues, it's just going to look different. And I have no idea what it's going to look like, but here in a few weeks, we'll have um, more information for you. So stay tuned to um, Outset Magazine and my Twitter account to see more info on that, I guess. And just since... I mentioned it before that I was feeling kind of pushed away from the job market, A, because I had no real interest in it, and B, because I I felt God nudging me away. Um, I'm not getting a job. <laughs> it's kind of weird to say, because I've been applying for jobs for like a year now, and I'm... I'm quitting the job search for the time being. My wife and I are going to move back to our hometown. Um, and I'll probably get a part-time job once we get there. I, won't, I really want to um, maintain a lot of the, the quiet moments I've been able to have over these last three months. I... A lot of good has come from the fact that I am not working 40 to 65 hours a week like my supervisors at my current part-time job do. I, I've had a lot more time to think. I've had a lot more time to spend with Meredith. I've had a lot more time to pray and spend in my Bible, and I'm going to maintain that. I may eventually get a full-time job. I don't know, but right now, I'm not gonna. So... <laughs> That's just a little tidbit from Benjamin's personal life. I hope that this episode um, was useful to you, I guess. Uh, 
just so you can see kind of where I'm coming from and why I want to change things. It's not because I'm getting bored with the show. It's not because I um, am angry at our political scene, even though I am. That's not why I'm wanting to change things up. It's because I've grown up. I've matured. And and that's a good thing. And so I'm excited to continue working with Stephen and with Outset. Um, I'm excited to continue to bring you content in some form. And I'm really excited to see where we'll go in the future. So really, it's just a thank you to you, dear listener. Thank you for sticking with me the past year. Thank you for listening as my opinions have changed. Thank you for... Um, sharing the episodes with others so more people can listen and for encouraging me and correcting me when you think I've said something wrong. I really appreciate uh, every one of you who's listening to this. So with that, I think I'm going to sign off for the day. Um, Just a little note from me to you. But after a few weeks, I'll be back with... Something. (laughs) And you'll know what it is when I know what it is. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Hey, I want to thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Second Look. Um, I hope you'll give me a follow on Twitter. My handle is at BGreenAZ. Also make sure to follow at Outset Magazine and Outset's awesome editor-in-chief at Stephen with a PH underscore Perkins. You can find all of our Outset podcasts at OutsetMagazine.com slash podcasts or in iTunes where we hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and rate each one that you love with five stars. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.